Hey, Pursuit. This is Corey DeForest, your communications pastor, and you're listening to our new short-form teachings and insights podcast called Wednesday Reflections, where I or one of our other pastors will share personal reflections on things God is teaching us, whether things we've read or seen or heard or experienced throughout this past week that might possibly direct us into a deeper relationship with Jesus today. My hope and prayer is that no matter where you listen to this, whether in your car, while cleaning your house, or during a workout, you may be able to walk away encouraged, maybe challenged, or maybe even more hopeful, but more importantly, a deeper desire to follow Jesus in his wisdom and for his purposes. Hope you enjoy. Well, good morning, Pursuit. I hope you all are doing well today. I um, hope you happy Wednesday and thank you again for listening to this Wednesday Reflection episode one. I'm really excited about this podcast and excited to be able to share some of the things God's stirring uh, in our heart and, and in my heart uh, and um, all of those things. And I know for the beginning of this week for myself, uh, it's been kind of a hectic week. Uh, if you were with us this last Sunday, um, tech, technology was not our friend and uh, even some of them that was even self-inflicted um, and so that was a, a fun uh, interesting learning opportunity for this past weekend and uh, if you know if you were here uh, you know and so uh, we thank you for your patience and endurance and all that but then I'm also kind of like sore I, on Monday um, we I played a couple of softball games and uh, it's kind of taken its toll at 30 Five, almost 36 I know for some that are like just a baby still and um, when you go from the life that doesn't do much of that to back to doing that <laughs> that kind of those kind of things uh, things kind of get a little bit sore and last a little bit longer and uh, so trying to work through that and um, small things those are the small things um, but I'm really excited I'm really excited about this opportunity to share about uh, these opportunities that uh, God just puts on our heart throughout the day, um, whether we're being intentional and digging into him or uh, we just read things as we go or see things as we go or we see God's handprints all over um, this world and the way he's at work. And so uh, I'm just really excited. I'm excited to be able to share those things and and from the for myself and then but then also for our other pastors, Heather and Brittany and um, occasionally and so uh, this week I just I wanted to share with you uh, what I as I was kind of doing some sermon prep I came across again a story that many people know many people know the story of Zacchaeus the uh, chief tax collector uh, one of them in Jerusalem and uh, tax collectors if you know are not loved individuals not in the first century not in the 21st century. They are not usually the best of friends with the people that they inter, uh, intermingle with. And that's just no different. And as I was reading this story, many people know this story based off not necessarily what he did. I don't think many people remember exactly. That was one of my standouts this week is I don't necessarily remember that he was the tax collector in the town. But rather, many people know Zacchaeus. One, that he was a wee little man. It's described his stature of uh, his size was smaller than most, so much so that that's one of the areas that gets pointed out. And two, that he climbed up the sycamore tree seeking to see Jesus. 
And uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago in our one of the sermons that sometimes some people just fall into the uh, get named in the Bible based off of where they meet Jesus. And that's that's Zacchaeus. He does. We do have his name. That's great. Uh, but to be able to be described like why what's what's with the description of his body and where he, where he was found all of those those this little details that the gospel of Luke in chapter 19 points out about Zacchaeus and most people I, I remember the story mainly because of the Sunday school song right and it's such catchy it's just a, a quick little Zacchaeus was a wee little man a wee little man was he he climbed up a in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see and that's about as much singing as that you will probably ever hear me doing on especially on this podcast uh, Sundays I'm all about it but wanting to dig in a little bit deeper on this story I, as I read it as I was looking at it, it was just like, okay, there's there's more, there's probably more happening behind the scenes than what's the meets the real eye, right? As you read the story, you see he Jesus is passing through Jerusalem, chapter 19 in Luke. Jesus is going through and he's one he entered Jericho and was passing through, meaning he wasn't intending to stay there. He wasn't intending to stay and eat or to stay the night. He was passing through. And a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. And he wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed in a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down I'm come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. And I think this is just fascinating. I think it's fascinating that uh, Zacchaeus, in order, to, I think many of us like think that he wants to be able to see Jesus, right? That he, that's the whole point. He climbed the tree, but he also a sycamore tree. It doesn't have small leaves. It's a tree that in in the world that he he was probably trying to hide himself a little bit as well. There's a whole lot culturally that is behind the scenes. And some of the things that get pointed out that helped me learn some of these things is a great resource, I think, for any person to have as you're trying to understand the Bible better and trying to see the world through uh, not a 21st century Western mindset. But what is that actually? What did it look like more in the eyes of Jesus's day? There's a great book by Kenneth Bailey called Jesus Through the Middle Eastern Eyes. And Kenneth Ken Bailey in that in this story talks about this story and uh, this story and the previous story to this one. And it's the story of the blind beggar who receives his sight. And that story is fascinating too. And they're both really short. And so I encourage you to take some time to go and open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 18, starting in verse 35 and through 19, nine and read these two stories and see the personality and the person who Jesus is and the things that he does and the way he loves people and the way he interacts with those that have been cast on the outs, whether because of their disability or the things that they are unable to do, but also the cast out that are culturally enemies or people that have seen them as um, not of us, not of our tribe, not of people we would agree with, definitely not people that we see eye to eye with, but actually 
are for the people we despise the most. When we talk about casting those cast out, it's a wide spectrum. And in these two stories, Jesus goes to these men. And Ken Bailey in the in his book, I think says something just so profound that it that that really just spurred on this thought, the reflection of this today. He says, Jesus stands with the oppressed. In parentheses, it's the blind man. And at the same time, he extends costly grace to the oppressor, Zacchaeus. He neither endorses the oppression nor ostracizes the oppressor. Instead, he loves him. Again, Jesus stands with the oppressed, the blind man, and at the same time extends costly grace to the oppressor, Zacchaeus. He neither endorses the oppressor nor ostracizes the ostracizes the oppressor. Instead, he loves him. And I, I, that really took me aback. Not because I'm shocked by it, but just again, it's one of those truths that uh, in the moment as you're just reading the Bible, you're just kind of getting the stories and the details of the story and just trying to understand those. But then it goes a little bit deeper in understanding the mission and desire of Jesus and the absolute cultural ideals of the day. He just shatters among them, not by just the things that he says. He says things that uh, are striking to a, a lot of people, but he, but who he goes to, how he gets to their level, or how he interacts and invites over himself over to the enemy and speaks to the ones that can offer him nothing. Jesus, his whole mission, as he says at the very end of the the story of Zacchaeus in verse 10 for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Those who understand their stance within the Lord, their need for him and the grace that he is offering. He came to seek and save the lost. And the lost are usually the ones that realize that my life is not the way as I thought it would be or the way it's going the way I thought it would or that my the way that me controlling the the steering wheel is not going smoothly but Jesus sits down with them and then around all the people and all of the day he goes to them and he loves on them and he extends his grace to them and I want us just to think about, I want to think about, um, our lover. That's who Jesus is. That's what he has exampled for us. And I know we are not Jesus. We are not uh, perfect in his ways and, and able to do all the things that he is able to do perfectly. But do we see the world in those eyes? Do we see the people that we interact with on a day-to-day basis in those ways? Do we go to those who have been pushed aside and cast out um, politically or culturally, whatever that looks like, and offer and extend the costly grace to them? Those whom maybe we even in the past have deemed enemies. 
or oppressors. I think a lot of times we we're pretty good about recognizing and and trying to look after the oppressed and maybe we we have a lot of work to still do there but it when we think about that side but jesus extending the grace to zacchaeus going to his house staying at his house staying overnight at his house and what that would have done in the eyes in people's eyes as they looked at him doing that is mind-blowing completely turning the world on its head completely uh, reshaping the ideals many had of what this savior was here to do but he says he he's very open about it he's very plain about it i'm here to seek and save the lost and the way that that is going to do is to stand with the oppressed and extend grace to the oppressors to know that they're there is value and grace and mercy and love within the kingdom of God. And I want us just to think about and reflect on today. Wherever you're listening, wherever that may be, do, do I have the same heart to stand with the oppressed and extend grace to the oppressors? And that's done in many ways. That's done with our speech. That's done with our actions. That's done through the things that we may post online, especially as we're getting really close to some elections. There, there's so many different ways that this could be played out in one's life. And this is the reflection part of it. This is where we have to think into our lives. Take a moment, breathe, pray, ask God, God, where have I maybe, maybe I've pushed people out to the side. Or maybe, Lord, I have thought, some un, unworthy uh, or unable to be saved because maybe they just are too bad and they just are too far gone. I just don't like them or the things that they do. Where can we, where can we enter in and stand and be and look and walk like Jesus to stand with the oppressed and extend grace to the oppressors? Read the story. My encouragement, read chapter 8, the end of 18 and 19. Read Zacchaeus' story. Look at the way Jesus is. And dig in and Google and start searching. What does it mean to be in Jericho? What does it look like? All these, like, all, what does it mean to be the chief tax collector? And all, like, it is fascinating. The more and more we dig into understanding Jesus, I think the more we do, the more it, it binds on our heart. It'll transform our heart. It'll transform our relationships. It'll transform our homes and our workplaces and everywhere that we go. We begin to see and look at things differently. It's my encouragement in this reflection. Pray, read God's word, reflect on um, how we see those on the outs, whether oppressed or oppressive. And are we, we trying to, do things the way culture wants us to do them and treat them the way they do or are we trying to do it Jesus' way because i believe his wisdom his example is absolutely the best way i believe it changes more people we see in both of those stories the way he extends his love towards them they they immediately receive and follow him praising him and people they see and they praise him 
we see Zacchaeus also in his repentance give half his possessions away and if he cheated out anything giving back even more true repentance and following and understanding Jesus is the way church I, I again my heart is that we reflect deeply with the ways and wisdom of Jesus and our my heart is that that each and every day we have an opportunity we have an opportunity to be his hands and feet to show the world that the ways that of the world are not the way that's not working we know it's not but his takes longer doesn't look the same doesn't feel sometimes may even feel like it's the way but we know we know it's different but it's something that he's called us into and so uh church i again i pray that we stand with the oppressed and extend grace to the oppressors as Jesus does. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I hope that we see you on Sunday as we continue our series through Predecide. Um, if you can't make it, but got life happening and need prayer or um, any need a small group to find, we are here for you and to walk with you in your relationships um, with Jesus. So uh, we love you. Hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening.